0: Growing up, I I always wanted to be in a business that I didn't have to shut off. I grew up in 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 the '70s with all the TV shows, you know, all the police shows and cop shows and everything. And I was just to watch like Starsky and Hutch and all these guys. Like they just woke up working, you know, and they worked all the time. Their life was their job, you know, and it wasn't like they lived for their job. They that was just who they were. There was an identity to it, and. Being in real estate and being doing what we do, there's an identity to this, that I can find a client, I can work with a client, I can take a phone call at any time and be working and making money for myself and my wife and my team, as opposed to five o'clock, you know, I have coaches who tell me, you know, shut it off at five o'clock, you know, don't. Why would I do that? You know, and I enjoy this. Hello,
1: and welcome to The Agent Podcast with your host, that's me, Raymond Sholseth. Let's dive in. Hey, guys, welcome to The Agent Podcast. I'm excited to bring in my guest, Vance Mizzy, today. Been in the real estate business since uh, the best time in history, 2009, and uh, let's get into it. Vance, are you originally from California? I am not
0: from California, I'm actually from New York, uh, and every kid grows up in New York, dreaming of one thing, <laughs> moving to California, okay? So, you know, when I was given the opportunity, I jumped on it. You know, we're, we're in the South Bay, my office, my company services every place. So we go, you know, as far down as San Diego right now, all the way up into Ventura County, that we're selling homes and, and just servicing the, uh, the entire California uh, area.
1: That's a big area. How many agents do you guys have?
0: Uh, Right now, we just topped out. It's over just over 600 on Friday. That's a lot of manpower. Yeah. Yeah. I I joined the company about three and a half years ago. Company was about a year and a half old when I came on and we had about 130, 140 agents. And um, our model, just the way that this company is built and that the paradigm in which we uh work under is a little different than what most companies do and when i sat down with the you know the broker and we discussed it i said man i can i can get on top of this i can help build this thing like i I, there was a vision that he and i both shared and uh we jumped on and i met him one day we were practically best friends you know a couple days later and now three and a half years later you know five years into this thing we got 600 agents We just opened our seventh office, fifth sales office, and the place is just growing like crazy. And uh, one thing that's really cool about the company is the owner, my broker, my buddy, Amir, he owns the entire thing. He writes checks for everything. Every office is owned by him. And I'm the vice president of the company, so I just kind of oversee the whole structure of everything that's going on. And uh, it's really just been an interesting ride, you know, and... uh, I, I, I can't tell you enough that how much this was a surprise, but yet it was also a plan.
1: Okay, so let's let's talk about that for a minute. Like do you
0: come from a big corporate background? Uh, sort of. Yeah, you know when I on in New York, I, I got onto Wall Street. I got into the Wall Street thing because every kid, you know, you know truth be told, I actually interviewed with Jordan Belfort way back. In the 80s, when when that whole thing was blowing up. Yeah. um, I was 18 years old, had real long hair, slicked it all back, went in, you know, in a suit and uh, sat down with a bunch of my friends and stuff. And he came in, he looked at all of us, said, You're all hired. You cut your hair, come back Monday, I'll make you a millionaire. And I ran over to him and said, Mr. Belfort, you know, I can't cut my hair, man. I'm in a band, but I'll keep it slicked back. I'll, you know, I'll show up every day. And he said, Cut your hair, you come back. You don't cut your hair, don't come back. And turn around and walked out. So as a kid growing up, I was always like, man, I got to get, you know, I got to, I got to do that, you know. And, I, and one day when I finally did cut my hair, it was one of the first things I did was I ran back and I said, let me get onto Wall Street. By then, Stratton Oakmont was was gone. Some yeah, another story, old. right? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know the story. Yeah. And uh, but you know, I knew all, the, I knew a lot of the guys growing up, and I saw what was going on with all these guys, and you know. Truth be told, nobody saw this as a bad thing. It was just a, it was just this crazy time of of the eighties, right? And uh, in ninety nine, I got into it myself, and I took a little different path. I went into uh, a larger corporations, you know, Fortune five hundred uh, financial planning, and kind of carved out a niche for myself, and then made it partner, and started having to grow teams. You know, and recruit people and and build out these sales forces. So I kind of, I kind of created a knack for doing that. You know, and being able to recruit people and find people and and show them how to how to create business for themselves. You know, and uh, that's when I got into real estate. It was okay. I want to sell homes, but I also want to do something else. And when I got involved with this company, West Shore's Realty, it was one of these things where it was like, okay, this is what I've been looking for.
1: Okay, so let's go back for a minute. Let's talk about this band you were in.
0: Yeah, I'm oh yeah, still in. Okay, so you're still in this band. Have you been in this same band for all these years? Uh, no, back in, you know, obviously back in the 90s when I came out here, I, we, uh, you know, I joined the band and uh, I'll date myself for a moment because it's just what we got to do, right? <laughs> uh, you know, I came out and we, and we came out in the real rock and roll kind of time in the right. early 90s late 80s early 90s and then the whole grunge thing kind of came in and it changed music right as we all know okay and uh my you know at that point it just kind of became this like not what i was into doing anymore i want to play all the grunge stuff so i kind of transitioned out of that and went into business and just you know what's you got to do who only played guitar and barely graduated high school you know go into sales you know and uh figure out some way to to make th- make ends meet you know so that you know it broke up and everything and then and all through my financial planning years i was white shirt tie dark suit short hair gotta be real conservative that whole thing and uh one morning i woke up and went into the office and just and resigned and this this i'm, I'm living a lie you know as uh at the time I was 265 pounds. I was going bald. I was very sick. And my wife was hugely concerned for my health. Like, are you going to make it? And that whole thing. And I just said, I'm, I'm over this thing. And I resigned and came home, told my wife I'm thing. out. And was that stress related? Like, yeah, what was uh, happening with you? Yeah, well, it was, you know, it was Wall Street. It was uh, steak dinners, drinking, partying, stress, a little of this, a little of that. Not, not living my authentic self, kind of trying to be something that I wasn't, trying to fit into this weird category, you know. So I quit my job, and I, we had to. I had to start figuring out what I was going to do. And California real estate, that whole thing came up. And my wife turned to me and she said, "You should start playing again." And I immediately went out to the guitar store, bought a couple of guitars, came home, started writing music again, and put together a band created this thing and when i moved to california i moved to california with this working thing of like okay i'm going to go into real estate i'm going to create a band i'm going to have all these different pieces you know and uh, so when we did it it was it, like i said it was it was a plan but it was also kind of a surprise that the plan actually worked you know <laughs> and now i now you know we the band i'm in now is uh We play around town, just doing our thing and blowing off steam, do all the company parties and stuff like that. But it's a rock and roll band. It's you know,
1: love it. That's awesome.
0: Sometimes I even say that you know, we're not exactly your uh, your your average like party band. It's you know, we're we're playing Hendrix, Stones. It's but it's hardcore. It's definitely uh, it's a real rock and roll show.
1: So when you say the plan worked, what aspects of the plan? Like, what do you attribute it
0: working to? Um, you know what? Like I said, I mean, you know, it was the first time in in my life, and I, and and I, and I say this kind of this the first time, I'm actually saying this, that I truly live my authentic self. Like, even even in the band back in you know in the eighties and the nineties, there was like a part of me that wasn't really true to myself because there was other interests that I had, but I compartmentalize myself just into this one thing and this is what I was going to do and and for that you know you get into different extracurriculars and all the other nonsense that goes with that but now here's I I can do anything I want and 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 I mean that in in the best way like living your authentic self where you can play in your band and you can come to work every day and you're running a you know an operation or doing being your own agent whatever you want to be it's that opportunity that I get to do it because I want to do it, you know? And, and I make the money that I make because I want to make that money, you know? And uh, I'm not trying to appease anybody but myself. And I think that's where that authentic self comes from. I love that. And from that, that's where you can really, uh, you know, I, I, I kid with people. I was even talking to uh, Amir, the, my broker last night. I haven't worked a day in my life in the past four or five years. You know, it's uh, I, I don't at five o'clock. I'm not like oh my god, I gotta get out of here. Right. You know, and and there there is something to be said for that. You know, longevity for a, a quality of life, things to that effect that you really just benefit by living in the in the worry in the way that you want to.
1: Well, and it sounds like from where you came from, like finding what is Vance and becoming your authentic self as an agent in this brokerage, part of this team, using everything you've been through and created in your past to bring that forward, to get you to where you are today, that authenticity has played out in nothing but success and moving you forward. And you don't have that stress that you used to carry. Like you can see it in your face. Like I could only imagine what Wall Street does to somebody with everything going on there's so many dynamics
0: yeah you know uh the you know i i don't walk around blessed and like oh everything's you know unicorns and rainbows but (laughs) in the same right it's it you learn to when it when you're doing it for yourself there's a different level of compassion and stress that goes into your every day right you know and um on Wall Street, it was always like uh, I, I, I say to I say this in the in the most daring way. Uh, you're kind of a pawn in somebody else's chess game, and when you're in, when you're on Wall Street and you're on you're in corporate America, no matter what you're doing, there's always somebody above you who's moving your chess piece to where they need to be so they can benefit. And there there was always that kind of thing, and it was always felt like no matter what you did, you were doing it for someone else. And now, even though what I do benefits somebody else, I'm doing it for myself because I benefit and the people who work for me and with me benefit from what I do. So there's this kind of this synergy in it that we all are in it together, but yet we all benefit individually, which is really right. kind of nice.
1: Yeah, I think that's one of the beautiful parts about real estate is that you can have this team structure, but it really is. One of the rare industries that it's a win-win for everybody because as an agent there's no cap to what you can make right you know it's how creative you can be how hard you can work and how big of a team you want to build depending upon what you're doing and what your lifestyle is too like it's very much a like i always say that it's a people business and it's a partner business but what's great about it is that with people and partners you can build whatever lifestyle that you want around your family dynamic
0: absolutely Growing up, I, I always wanted to I, I always wanted to be in a business that I didn't have to shut off. I didn't want to leave and like, you know, go home. Like I grew up, um, you know, a funny thing. I grew up in in, in the 70s with all the TV shows, you know, all the police shows and cop shows and everything. And I was just to watch like Starsky and Hutch and all these guys who like yeah, they just right. woke up working, you know, and they worked all the time and their life was their job you know and it wasn't like they lived for their job they that was just who they were there was an identity to it and being in real estate and being doing what we do there's an identity to this that i can find a client i can work with a client i can take a phone call at anytime and be working and making money for myself and my wife and my team as opposed to Five o'clock, you know. I have coaches who tell me, you know, shut it off at five o'clock. You know, don't. Why would I do that? You know, and it. it, I enjoy this, you know. And um, my wife, she's a saint. Uh, She she gets it, and you know, many times during dinner, I'll be on the phone. I'll pick up the phone. I'll be texting stuff like that. But she gets it that it's, you know, as much as the money and all the other stuff that that comes but there's a sense of, this is what I do. You know, like I if, if, if I was just like, no, I can't take this call now. It's all about you and I, and there would be, that is where you start seeing more stress creep in as opposed to taking five minutes and just handling something and being done. And then you have this sense of accomplishment.
1: Well, and, and it's, you know, from a relationship standpoint too, I always think it's interesting because You know, I don't believe in work-life balance. I think there's work-life integration. And ultimately that's what you're trying to do. You know, you're trying to integrate everything you got going on in your life to create something that makes you happy and makes your partner happy. And that's good for everybody involved. So you taking five minutes to take a phone call or answer a text as compared to working till nine o'clock at night in an office and not being home, right? Like Mm -hmm. there's no comparison to that. Right. Be grateful for that time that it's producing income, that you're passionate about what you're doing, that you're not stressed out, that you're healthy Mm
0: -hmm. and that you
1: guys can have that conversation and talk about it. And I do feel that that's where a lot of people get hung up. There's like this old world mentality of if you're not at your desk in an office working from 7am till 10pm, you're not crushing it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just think that's a BS mentality.
0: Well, our, you know, back you know, I, I I take a lot of what I do here, and I always when you know in my classes when I'm teaching, I always teach about Wall Street because it was a different world, okay. And uh, one of the things was, you know, if if you're not working sixty hours a week, you're working part time, and you know that was getting there at eight o'clock in the morning, leaving at eight o'clock at night. Know showing up on Saturdays for a couple days, you know, a couple hours to kind of get your files together and whatnot, and then getting back on it on Monday. And what you took Sunday off, you know, is who takes time off? You know, one of the one of the most uh, the funniest things I can remember about my interview for my position was I was sitting there and you know, I'm trying to be like as cool as I can, you know, like this is a big deal, blah blah blah. I got my suit on, and everything. And I said to the receptionist, I said, excuse me, I said, can I use the restroom? And she looked me dead in the eye and she says, I'm sorry, we don't have one of those. (laughs) And I said, you know, it kind of took me back a little bit. And she says, if you'd like to use the bathroom, it's down the hall, but we don't rest around here. (laughs) And I went i love that at that moment i loved it and then i realized like it was this indoctrination into this yeah right way of thinking that we're gonna own you you know and and that was the, the whole thing so it was when i come here i'm i'm I, you know in my office anybody who comes in here and or deals with me in in, in the environment that we've built here they they kind of thrive on it because it's very like you know we got music playing we got people talking and stuff that's it's, it's a social atmosphere. And it's something that I didn't have over there. And I looked at it, and I was like, man, that's what this business lacks. And if I ever had it my way, I would do it this way. And, you know, agents look forward to coming to the office and, you know, hanging out in each other's office and drinking coffee and talking business and find out what they're doing and talking about marketing and building each other up and smacking each other on the back and congratulating each other, as opposed to going, you know, what'd you sell? Oh my God, yeah, oh, Right, I can't believe they got that, so lucky. You know, people are, are, are genuinely happy for one another. And with that, more business is created. So with that, that kind of takes me back to authenticity
1: and like how that's played out throughout your organization which, you know, I took a look at your website, of course, and it's, it's beautiful. Like you, you guys me. did a really beautiful job and it's very- Are you branded. talking about the Bizzy
0: Group or the West Shores website?
1: Um, both of them. Oh, okay. Okay. But, um, th- they both have this, I don't know, like I-, I felt like it was very boutique, very authentic, very yeah. high end. And I think you're doing an incredible job at branding, which is something a lot of brokerages and agents- Struggle with? Like, what is the driver behind that for you guys?
0: Uh, well, you know what? There, there's, it's, it's a two pronged approach. And when we went into branding, it was okay, let everybody know who the brokerage is and really give it a good kind of this is how we do our business, this is who we are. But uh, look, you know, Raymond, uh, facts a fact, okay? No client is going to look at an agent and say you work for who? Okay, that's who I'm I'm going to hire you. Right? Okay. And this is something I tell agents all the time. Clients hire the agent for what they feel the agent can do for them. Agents hire the brokerage for what they feel they can do for them. Okay? But a client, you know, when I moved brokerages, I didn't lose any clients. Because they all trusted that when I moved, I was moving to go someplace else that would benefit me, that I could help them. Right. And uh that's that's where most brokerages kind of today, and that's where I was talking about the paradigm. Most brokerages want you to believe that you can't survive without them. You know, it's because of us you're making this money. You know, you right. have to join one of these high-end brokerages to sell million dollar uh homes. No, you don't. You just have to be a million dollar agent yourself, and then you can brand yourself from that. And then the, the brokerage has its own branding. So when we did that, we really, you know, uh, one of the things about my brokerage is we're a flat fee brokerage. Okay, it's uh, you know, we we charge 95 per deal, and that includes your E and O insurance, all your overhead, everything. There's no monthly fees. It's it's really a very very unique uh, model that we created. But when we were talking about it, we we're like, okay, that can't be our brand like nine ninety five because right, the then we're a discount. Agent. right. Then we're a discount <laughs> brokerage, right. And there's agents willing to spend twenty, thirty thousand dollars a year to be a part of a brokerage. So it's got to be what we offer and who we are as a company and what we what we can do for the agents. And then you know how how do we empower them? So when we when we discussed our branding and stuff, it was that type of idea and ideal. And uh, if you look at our our personal uh, logo, it's uh, it's a home and a wave, putting a uh, thing like a yin and yang.
1: Right, I noticed that. So it,
0: it's it's very kind of this is this is who we are. And when I branded myself, because every agent brands himself as part of the company as well. Uh, my branding was the Mizzy Group. You know, we move people is our, is my tagline. Like the tagline. Yeah. That's great. Thank you. And uh, you know, the, the West shores tagline is from the city to the sea, right? Because we, we cover everything. So it was these ideas, but the idea between my personal branding was bringing professionalism to the beach. And we we have a lot of beach agents. We have a lot of people out there who, can do business in board shorts and Tommy Bahama shirts. In fact, I probably could too, but I'd rather not. Right. You know, and again, I bring that that uh, the branding again from like the Wall Street idea of wearing a suit and tie every day to real estate, because that's how I think it should be done. You know, if if we were up in Beverly Hills, that's how it's done. But down at the beaches, everybody wants to run around and t-shirts and uh and board shorts and i'd rather not so it's just kind of bringing that professional feel and uh positioning to to the to these people who you know most of my clients are c-level execs you know they're working all day and they don't want to come home and have some you know surfer selling my house i could Right. And there's plenty that do. I'm not speaking ill of them, but when personal branding, I had looked at it a little different.
1: Yeah, and it's your it's your authenticity, right? You're living yeah. you, and that's yeah. what it's about, and that's how you connect with the clients that you do is based mm-hmm. on your authentic self. Yep. Okay. Awesome. So, a couple things. What gets you up in the morning? Why do you wake up? And I know we've talked about a lot of stuff that seemed like would answer that question, but what is what gets you up in the morning?
0: You know, I, I asked. Agent says, you know, what's your why and all these other things, and and really the uh, the thing that drives me every day is the the idea that I'm driving this ship. You know, I'm the captain, and I get to go wherever I want to go and do what I want. But uh, you know, it's it's just my wife and I. We've been married 25 years. We're together over 30 years. Congrats. Thank you. And uh, the support, and even more so the respect. In the two of us, of doing something that's going to benefit us forever, and uh, you know, end result, what gets me up every day is is a desire to be better than I was yesterday.
1: Yes, I love that. That's what I say every day. I just want to be better than the person I was yesterday, and like, yeah. I can't wait to get to that next
0: best version of me. Right. What's the next book I got to read? What's the next podcast I got to listen to? What's the next? What's the next thing that I can do that'll benefit me? That I can then. Show my agents, and I live on a in a in an idea that when people meet me, I want them to go away better for knowing me, and I and that. I have to bring that every day. I got to figure out something that I can bring to people every day that uh, will will impact their lives. I want people to be impacted by by meeting me, it's and just getting to know me.
1: I love that. The, uh, there's an app that I use. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Headway. Yep. I
0: awesome. listen to it all the time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love that app. It's so great. You can read like two or three books a day sometimes yep. if you want to. It's awesome. Um,
0: okay, I so, actually listened to The Big Leap on my way in today. Nice. What's
1: the one thing you would tell somebody listening here? If they could have one takeaway from this conversation between us, what's the one thing that you would want them to take away?
0: Uh, you know, it go, it goes back to another book that I read years and years ago. It's got a funny title. Uh, it's called the. Um, oh my God, the science of getting rich. Oh yeah, by okay. uh, Proctor. Uh yeah, and and what Waddle? I don't even know. I'm bad with authors, but yeah. Um, doing things in a certain way, systematically approaching your life and your business, not. Not uh, mechanically, but methodically. Like knowing if I do ABC, I'm looking to get XYZ and not willing to skip steps and doing it over and over and over again. I love that. Um, You know, there's plenty of books on this, but, you know, modeling. Like find somebody who's done what you want to do and figure out what they did and do that. Like there's no reason to reinvent the wheel
1: yeah. And it's not copying, it's legit modeling yeah, of a absolutely. framework that you can mimic in order to create the life you want.
0: Right. Oh, well, yeah. As a musician, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fan of uh, 60s and 70s rock and roll. So, you know, Rolling Stones, Jimi Hendrix, all these guys. So, yes, I know all their stuff, but I also want to know who taught them. So, I go into the deep blues stuff and learn that stuff. So, when I'm writing, I can write music that is authentic, that sounds or fits into that world of the 60s and 70s kind of music, as opposed to listening to that and then being influenced by that and bringing it someplace else. And by anybody, you know, and that's just in there, but in real estate and business and things like that, you know, who taught the teacher? Let me find out, you know, let me let me see where they, earn, you know, learned their stuff from. And that's where, you know, it goes back to books, man. It always does. You know, it's, uh, I forget who said it, you know, a book will turn decades into days. Yep. You know, and, um, you know, books that I tell every agent that I know to read, you know, The Big Leap, Science of Getting Rich, How to Infringe and Influence People, Think and Grow Rich. Yep. Uh, there's a great book by Gary Keller called The One Thing. Yep. That every every business person should read. It's probably one of the best business books written. And it's really overlooked. You know, it's, it's on my bookshelf. I'm pointing to it right now. And I got another one underneath here. They're everywhere. Yeah.
1: And, and there's great framework in that book, right? Because you yeah. have the one thing and then it's the three things to create the one thing. And then the five yeah. strategies to get the three things to create the one thing. It's awesome. It's, and, really, and again, really it's well it's done. Methodical. It's it's yeah,
0: you have to think back. You know, what's a goal? A goal is. Is a plan, you know. But if if a goal doesn't have a plan, then it's a wish, you know. And if you want to be successful, well, what does success look like to you? What are the three steps you need to do, and how do you break that down? And how will you know when you're there? And you know, uh, Amir and I, when we sat down, we he told me about West Shore's Realty. He told me three hundred agents, and I was like, wow, that, that. that would be something else, you know. We were at 130, something like that, when I came in, and uh, we—he had an office, and he had just opened another one that he would—it was still just fledgling. And uh, he said, you know, maybe three offices, 300 agents, and then it turned into 400 agents. Maybe we'll do another office, and then he and I started talking. We said, "What about 600 agents? You know, what would it look like when we hit a thousand agents?" What? What will it look like when we're doing a billion dollars in business a year? Right. You know, and uh, right now we're, we're closing in on a billion dollars this year. It's amazing. So years ahead of what we expected. Yeah, that's yeah. huge. It's massive. We're competing with large brokerages. And I think you said it before, in a boutique style, everything we do, we want to keep very boutique level that an agent comes and they feel like they're part of something, that they don't work for some someone. And by having that boutique approach, you know, we got 600 agents, but if you walk around the office, you feel like there's like three or four people that, you know, you know the office itself is very small, but yet it's right. this massive conglomerate, which is great.
1: I love that. Well, Vance, this has been amazing. I want to be conscientious of your time. Thank you for joining me here today. Absolutely. Um, anything else you would like the audience to, So no, anything else that comes to mind? Any last words of advice or wisdom besides that one thing that you shared?
0: Sure. Um, You can't go wrong being nice. Be good to people. uh, have, Have their best interests at heart. And don't be afraid. Now, being nice doesn't mean not telling people how it is. It's just, there. there's nasty people in this world and you just don't have to be one. And, uh, you know, it, it's sometimes it's harder to be nice and be positive, but it's worth so much more in the long run and, you know, mentally, physically, and just spiritually, uh, it makes everybody around you a better person when you're simply being good to one another.
1: That's beautiful. And thank you for saying that. Like, I... Yeah. It's a small world. It's getting smaller. Mm -hmm. Everyone and everything is more accessible. There's no reason not to be nice, right? (laughs) Have compassion and be empathetic, especially in the world we
0: live in today and right now. I mean, you can be driven and be nice. God knows I am, you know, but, uh, you know, drive, you know, I, you know, don't, don't, uh, what is it? Don't mistake my, my- kindness for weakness. Yeah. But the same, right what do I have to lose with being nice and being uh, compassionate towards people and for uh, for people? It, it becomes magnetic and it becomes energy.
1: I love it. It's all about energy. Yeah.
0: So, uh, yeah, I have uh, Amir and I do a podcast for agents. It's called the Real Estate Agent, uh, Real Estate Agent Rehab. Uh, you can find it anywhere on, you know, iTunes and all, all the platforms. And what he and I do, we sit at a table, round table, and he and I just chew it up. Uh, we usually do it like once a month and we just kind of go back and forth. We tell really funny stories about things that we've dealt with in real estate with agents, uh, what it's like to be in an, in an organization that's growing at this level and, uh, just kind of letting people know what we do. Um, that's that's the first thing my my website personal website is the com, and you can go on there you can find anything that we're up to uh homes we're selling if you want to contact me directly that's the best way to to reach me if you're interested in in finding out more about my band that would be the mothersofpearl.com and you can see you can go there and you can find out anything you want about the band when we're when we're playing next and all the other uh fun stuff that we're up to so it's uh, you know it, it's living that that true life and just having an ability to do everything that we uh, that we want to
1: that's great thank you vance so the mizzygroup.com m i z z i group.com yes. yep and the motherofpearl.com mothers mothers of oh, pearl that's amazing vance thank you very much for your time and uh, thanks for sharing with us today i look forward to our next episode
0: absolutely thank you appreciate Alrighty,
1: it take care Hey guys, it's Ray. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you on the next one.